And a welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, where sports meets that thing called life. We're very happy to be here with you inside of the Cafe Kubal studios and welcoming you here for a TGIF, the first Friday of the new year that we are here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with you. So welcome in here to our first Friday of 2022. And you know on Fridays, it's all about Pacer Pride here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And frankly, it's all about Pacer Pride all year round. But our Pacer Pride exclusive specials get to air for you here on Fridays. And so we are going to start off the new year with the head of the athletic department at Marywood University. And that is executive director of athletics, Mr. Pat Murphy here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. So let's bring him in. Pat, how are we doing today? Hey, Dan. I'm doing good. Happy New Year to you. And a Happy New Year to you too, Pat. And just what, you know, you're most grateful for as you came out of last year, maybe were a little bit reflective. Uh, what what were you grateful for from last year going in here to 2022? Uh, I mean, you know, professionally, I'm grateful that I'm at a wonderful university, with, that I surround myself every day with wonderful people that I work with day in and day out. I got wonderful student athletes. Uh, you know, it's a, Marywood University, you being an alum, knows that it's all about the people here. We have great people here, and I'm very, very fortunate to be a part of the team. You know, and, and we look at this team that you have, and, and Pat, you know, finding the right people when you came in uh, three years ago, some people already in place, and then other things having to move around and, and whatnot. When you're looking for the right team, the right group of leaders, it, it takes a great leader to understand the leaders that are going to be running these programs throughout. It's not just that you're at the head of the ship here and you're you know, steering, steering the ship. It's not that you're standing at the wheel and paying attention to nobody else. The ship doesn't run without everybody. So what can you say about your team of coaches and who's helping you to steer the ship in 2022? Well, uh, I was fortunate enough. I walked into a situation, uh, you know, Dr. Mary Jo Gunning, who had been here for 30 years prior, I would say a majority of the people were already in place when I got here. So she did an incredible job of, of hiring a good team. You know, since I've been here, we've added on uh, uh, Jen Carlton, women's basketball. That was one of my hires. Uh, the eSport director was one of my hires. Uh, men's tennis and uh who else why do i think there's someone else oh yeah uh, men's soccer uh was my hire but um but i inherited a great uh, group of people dan and um you know i think i think the biggest thing is when when you're looking to fill positions is you know you, you take a look at everyone's resume as they come in and you can whittle it down to you know who has experience who's relatively regional that would have good high school ties etc cetera, etc cetera. but one of the things that i do dan is i really look for a fit i look for someone that i feel can fit in here with the personalities that are already in place because i think that's that's crucial and um i kind of run our department up here like we're one big family and we, you know we all have each other's backs and we all respect each other so you know, that being said, I think fits a big, big piece of it. Speaking here with the executive director of athletics at Marywood University, Pat Murphy. Uh, Pat, for, for you, as you said, you know, bringing in 
some of these hires. Uh, esports has been a big thing that you and I have talked about over the first couple months of this multimedia marketing partnership that we started in 2021, the first of its kind at Marywood University, and, and obviously uh, my alma mater. Brandon and Jarrett for each esports, just what you could say about bringing them on. Uh, Brandon leading the League of Legends and Jarrett leading the Rocket League. Just what you've learned from esports and what you've learned from them. Well, you know, the funny thing is, and I've told this story a hundred times, is I I wasn't really well versed in um, esport. And I remember when I interviewed here, you know, um, Sister Mary, uh, our school president, asked me, you know, about esports. And I said, well, you know, I don't know much about esports, but I think I know where to go to find the answer. And, you know, a year later, here we are with an esport program and probably have one of the nicest esport facilities on the East Coast. And the university did a wonderful job of putting the resources in towards this. And, you know, in our first season, Dan, uh, our esports has, has hit it out of the ballpark. I mean, we, we played in the finals for two of the three sports. And, you know, Jarrett and Paul, uh, they've just done a wonderful job here. Wonderful job in our inaugural season. I think 19-9 and nine overall. Yeah, you know, and, and we, we take a look at what, the, you know, they've done there. You look at uh, tennis as well, and like you talked about, you're higher there. Just what you can say about, you know, when you brought on as far as tennis and men's soccer, just what you were, when you go through this, the process of finding the right coach, you've worked at a bunch of different levels. You spent a lot of time at Division One for NCAA. So when you go through the process of finding a head coach, in these two specifically, feel free to go there for tennis and, and for soccer, but just what your kind of plan of attack is when you try to break down where to go and what you're looking for. Well, I'm a firm believer in this. I think that you could be the greatest coach in the world, but if you're a bad recruiter, you're not going to have success. I'd almost have rather have a great recruiter and, a, and an average X's and O's coach. So, you know, that being said, when – Let's just think when men's soccer opens up, okay? You cannot believe how many resumes I get in. I get in people from Mexico. I get resumes from people from California. But when I look at their background and, and qualifications, whereas it may be impressive, are they going to have any ties to local high schools or local AAU or Olympic development programs regionally here? Because I think that's the key. We need to find someone that, yes, has been an assistant or head coach at our level or above, but also has ties to you know local high schools, local AAU programs, local Olympic sports programs to try to get the best athletes, student athletes in here that we can get. You know, someone from California, I don't think is going to be able to come to Scranton, Pennsylvania, and recruit New Jersey right away. He doesn't have the relationships for that. So, so that's that's one thing that I that I look for when I'm when I'm looking through resume school. You know, and and recruiting obviously is such a huge part of any business anywhere to be successful. So, Pat, for you, when you're looking at the world of recruiting and you're trying to find the right leadership for that, what type of key elements to maybe someone's personality or way they go about their business do you look for? When you're sitting and you're interviewing a potential head coach, what are you 
trying to really seek out in your questioning when it comes to recruiting? How are you trying to essentially read between the lines? Well, first of all, when someone comes in and I'm talking to them, listen, recruiting is sales, okay? So when I'm sitting across uh, from a young coach, male or female, I want to see how well they're selling themselves, first of all. You know, I want to see the passion that they have. I'm looking for passion because if you have passion for yourself or this position or whatever, that passion is going to, um, you know, it's going to come out, even out out there on the recruiting trails. I, I love to hire people that were former student athletes here at Marywood because no one can tell the story of Marywood better than a former student athlete can. So I think that's one of the things I look for, uh, and I want someone that can communicate really well, someone that carries a passion and, and is a good salesperson. You know, and we look we look at Marywood University, speaking here with Pat Murphy, the executive director of athletics at Marywood here inside of our exclusive Pacer Pride monthly segments on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in our multimedia marketing partnership. And Pat, you know, when you look at, I know recruiting has, has such a, a, great, a great importance to you why Marywood as we step into 2022? I know we've talked about, you know, reasons that Marywood was enticing to you and taking this job and whatnot. But as we step forward, what is it about Marywood that you're most excited about when it comes to the new year? Well, first of all, I, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, I've been to several institutions and I absolutely love the people here at Marywood from the leadership on down everyone here everyone seems to be on the same page I think it's a wonderful wonderful institution and, and I'm excited I, I love I love um, I'm on the senior leadership team here at the university I love the people that we deal with every day in and day out I love the leadership that comes down from the top we have a wonderful president that's that absolutely loves athletics and what athletics does for Marywood University I, I think I personally think that this place, we're just we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I mean, once we improve on our facilities a little bit, uh, you know the area, you know Dunmore, PA, uh, which is really Scranton, part of Scranton, but it's, it, we're in Dunmore. It's a beautiful town, beautiful homes, um, a safe environment. This is just a this is a great place to do your four years as a co- as a college student. And, and when you look at, I mean, we know the community, you know the community, I know it. I not only, you know, went to school at Marywood University for four years, but I also, after getting my bachelor's degree, went and worked at Time Shamrock Communications downtown and, you know, worked on ESPN Radio in my first opportunity with, with an ESPN Radio affiliate. And that was 630, 1240, and 96.1 FM. So I know the area, you know the area. How would you describe the area of Northeast Pennsylvania, Scranton, Dunmore. Uh, we, I know what I feel. I know what I see. But to somebody that's saying, hey, Pat, you know, I'm looking at the school. I, I, I'm getting recruited by, you know, Coach X, and I'm looking at this, this, and this. But tell me why. What would you say to them about, about the community, and especially in a world we live in today when you have to do some stuff virtually, what are the things you want to touch upon when we have to get unique? Well, I'll say this much, Dan. When when I um, when I interviewed here and came here, I I had never really been to the Scranton area before, and I had this mindset 
of what Scranton was all about, you know, based on TV shows and things along those lines. And um, I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, Scranton is a wonderful community. You've got good restaurants here. You've got good culture here. You got the Pocono Mountains close by. You've got, you know, you're two and a half hours from Philadelphia. You're two and a half hours from New York City. Um, you know, you've you've got an area down here where Marywood in, is in it, which you know. Um, it's just a beautiful community with beautiful homes and all that. You know, uh, Joe Biden grew up at the foot of our university. But I think one of the things that strikes me um, about this area more so than any other area I've ever been in is the people in this community are so loyal to Scranton. Like, they'll go away for a period of time but they always come back to Scranton and no one ever says a bad word about Scranton here. People absolutely love living here in Scranton. And I'm sorry, Dan, I, I didn't get the, the last part of your question. Just for you, when, when you look at, you know, this community and whatnot, because we have to get so unique in recruiting nowadays with virtual visits because of, you know, the COVID times these last couple of years, what do you want, coaches to focus on what do you want to focus on when they have to send a virtual visit to somebody what do you want to make sure that they see what type of pillars of this university and the community do you really want to make sure that they touch upon well first of all you know virtual recruiting if you have to do that and we had to do it a year ago all of our sports did but it wasn't just for us it was for the whole nation pretty much um again i think it comes down to the people I think I think our coaches need to tell the uh, the student athletes that listen, you come to Marywood, you're not a number. You'll you'll walk away from here with lifelong relationships with your professors, with your coaches. You know, once you're part of the Marywood family, you're always a part of the Marywood family. I mean, Dan, let's take you for instance. We had a conversation, um, I believe it was last night, where we were talking about uh, Junan Greco, who's over there in the marketing department, telling telling you how proud they are of you and how they follow you and all of this. I mean, those are relationships that you'll carry with you the rest of your life. And any student-athlete that's coming here is going to be a part of the Marywood family forever. And, um, you know, and you don't get that at a lot of institutions, but you do get it here. Yeah, you know, and you bring that up, you know, it's it's the people. You can't substitute anything for the people, the genuineness of a person, somebody who really shows you that they care. And it's it's funny that you say that because when I came to Marywood University to visit and try and decide what college I was going to go to, the first person that I met, and may he rest in peace, one of my close friends and one of my mentors, somebody that was also my teacher, Jay Hammerin, when I came to Marywood University, he was the first person that I really got to spend some good time with. And he reached his hand out when I came to Marywood. And I was there with my dad. My mom couldn't come on that trip. She came on the second one. So I was there with my dad. And here I am at a, at a university I have never been to before. And out walks Jay Hammerin. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, you must be Dan Satora. And he puts his hand out. And I looked at him and I looked at my dad like, why does this guy know my name? How does this guy know my name? Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm thinking in my head, they got a bunch of people coming through. They're probably, 
You know, they, God knows how many people are going to be here today. And I figure it's kind of like, hey, how are you? Take a look around. I didn't think anybody was going to show us around. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, they kind of made me feel like the red carpet was rolled out. Hey, here's Dan Satora. What do you want to know, Dan? What are you looking to study? Let me help you with this. What Can you tell me some of, you know, the curriculum you're looking to do? And I remember that Jay made promises to me and he made good on a lot of the things that him and I were talking about that day that I didn't want to just be a digital media and broadcasting major. I wanted to learn about everything. I wanted to get a feel for everything. I worked in theater and, and, and I wanted to really understand the ins and outs of in front of the camera, behind the camera, light design, audio, video, working in the, in the theatrical world and what that meant, screenwriting. And Jay helped me to find my place and I remember telling people, and I'll still tell people to this day, he was at least, he was 70% of the reason why I came to Marywood. He was more than half of why. And it all started that day when he reached his hand out and he said, you must be Dan Tortora. And I remember looking at him going, the fact that he took the time to just look up who his next appointment was or who was on campus, the fact that he knows my name and actually took even two seconds to care about the fact that I was on campus that I was with my family, that he knew my name, and that he knew that I was looking to be in communications. That meant the world to me that he just and took th- that and little and bit think of time. About this, Dan, and think, first of all, I'm sure it was sincere. Yeah. But think about it from this standpoint. How many years removed are you now from Marywood, but yet you still remember that? I graduated in 14 years. But that, it goes back to the people. 14 years ago... So you graduated 14 years ago, right? So it would have been 18 years ago when this happened? Yeah, yeah, about 18 years. So 18 years ago, and you still remember that that gesture? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it that... Was sincere. It was sincere. And, that, and that's the thing, is it's when you have those moments and you have things like that that happen to you, like you, and I love that you brought up that point, that I'm sitting here saying Marywood was all about the people almost 20 years ago, and you're talking about it now, but you brought up a great point that I wasn't even thinking of, is that you said you didn't forget the story, and that I still tell people that story, so if somebody's looking for a place, and you know they went to the school, maybe it's not the right fit, so they're looking to transfer somewhere else, or they're in high school or prep school or whatever, it's so easy for me to say to people, hey, when I walked onto campus, they knew my name. And I can honestly tell you, sitting here today, Pat, I visited a lot of campuses. I don't remember any other story where somebody reached their hand out and knew that my name, knew my name, and talked to me by name the first moment that they saw me. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it was sincere, Dan. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful place here, and it, it starts with the leadership. We have probably the best president I've ever served under. And she really cares. She cares about every student athlete. I guarantee you, if any student athlete set up, wanted to set up an appointment with our school president, she would see that person. You're not getting that at the University of Alabama or even at Syracuse University up where you're at. You know, just doesn't happen, but it happens here. Yeah, and, and to speak on Sister Mary Persico for a, a few minutes here, just – what your take has been like in your relationship with her. I know that uh, when I came to the golf tournament to be a part of that, you know, fundraising opportunity for Marywood University and the athletic department, when I got to come there, that was the first time that I got to truly spend some time with, with Sister Mary. 
And she stood next to me. And, it, and the thing that was great is she was standing with someone from the board and she had talked to me for a few minutes. And then when one of the board members came up, she goes, hey, she, she in, introduces me to them and says, hey, this is Dan Satora. He does a lot of work. Uh, you know, he's one of our alum. He does a lot of work with our school and he really helps us out and gets our name out there. She took what I told her in our conversation and then immediately introduced me to somebody like she had talked to me about this forever, respected the work that I did. And I can honestly tell you that I've never had that experience, you know, when when we've looked at, you know, who's maybe come before Sister Mary. When Sister Mary stepped into that, I was leaving and finishing up at Marywood University. She came in after I had already been gone. So with Sister Mary being there and all these years later, me getting to talk to her and then having her turn around and say, hey, this is Dan Tatora. This is what he does. Dan, we really appreciate your work. I thank you so much for it. I'm used to presidents and chancellors shaking hands and walking away. I'm not used to somebody standing there for 20 minutes having a conversation to really get to know you. So I'd love for you to speak on your experience with her because I really love the fact that she just, again, like Jay Hammerin, took the time. Yeah, um... I can't say enough wonderful things about her. I mean, she, like I said, I've been at five different schools. She's the best president I've ever seen. She takes time for everyone. Um, she has such a nice way about her. She is a great leader. Like, she has this ability, Dan, that if she was in a foxhole, you know, you're jumping in that foxhole with her. She just has that ability. And I remember uh, maybe a week or so when I, when I had been here, she set up an appointment. She came to me. Um, she didn't ask me to come to her. She came, she came over to my office. And she said to me, she looked me in the eyes, Dan, and she said, Pat, she goes, athletics is as important at this institution as anything else we do here. How many, how many presidents say that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. but she, I think she, I think she understands though that, you know, athletics makes up 25 to 27% of the student body here. And that's a big number. That's a very big number. And, you know, you know, our, our student athletes excel in the classroom here. Um, they leave here and they become successful leaders out there in their chosen field, whether it's academics, industry, nursing, etc. cetera. Um, but, yeah, I mean, athletics to her and to me, is a source of pride. We're proud of, of what we're able to accomplish here. Yeah, coming here in our special edition of Pacer Pride with Executive Director of Athletics at Marywood University, Pat Murphy. Pat, before I let you go, we've had to navigate these past almost two years with a pandemic <clears throat> that nobody was ready for and nobody really had an answer to. And as we step forward now, we're still seeing starts and stops You've had athletic teams inside of Marywood University have to deal with the fact of canceling a game or postponing a game. How are you navigating this from a leadership standpoint? And what do we know right now about the current state of the pandemic as far as how to move forward and how to maybe adjust to it? Because, I mean, we've had the experience, which is great, but how are you tackling what's currently going on and the start and stop that, unfortunately, we were hoping would never happen again. Well, I, I, I'll say this much. You know, a couple of years ago or, or last year when we limited games or didn't play games, 
you know, that one was kind of easy. We just basically kind of canceled the fall season, and then we'd allow a couple games in the winter, you know, the, uh, the fall teams to play in the spring, a couple games. Um, believe it or not, that was almost easier, Dan, than what we're dealing with now because we've made the commitment to try to get these games in. And the amount of testing and all of that that has to go on is just a it, it's 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 just a yeoman's feat. It really is. I mean, I have three athletic trainers here, and um, thank God I have the dedication of those trainers through Geisinger um, that we have because we have to test all unvaccinated student athletes three times a week, and um, you know it's costly. It is a strain on uh, our workers, and, and it's a hassle, really, kind of for the student athletes. But it, it, you know, normally, then the role of an athletic director is you want to hire good coaches, you want to give a student athlete the best experience possible, you want to win games, you want them to be academically successful. Well, now you have all those things. But paramount even to those things is we want to keep our student athletes and staff as healthy as possible and as safe as possible. So, um, so it's been a challenge. But you know, I'm not going to sit here and cry the blues because it's been a challenge for every athletic director, every coach, you know, every training staff, uh, every student health worker at these institutions across the country. You know, like the NCAA now. And part of the difficulty in all this is it seems to change almost on a weekly basis. Now the NCAA has come out with new resocialization guidelines that came out yesterday. That's now stating that if you're, how do they word it? If you're, if you're booster eligible, you're not considered fully vaccinated without having that booster shot. So do you follow me on that? Yeah. Yeah. So right so before this, you know, if you had if you had the two vaccines, I didn't have to test you. But now if you've become booster eligible, so that means you got vaccinated and it's been six months, but you haven't got the booster, I've got to start testing you again. So, you know, now the good news is if a student athlete thought enough of getting vaccinated i'm sure or i hope that they would go and get the booster shot but if not i'm looking at uh potentially 900 to a thousand tests a week you know uh which would be very difficult for us to pull off so you know we're always pivoting we're always shifting um and and that's just kind of the, the world we live in but it's not just for me it's for everyone so you know, we'll get through it. We get through everything, you know, and um, we'll make, hey, we'll come out stronger for this. And and what have you learned about yourself, Pat? You know, when you look at these last couple of years and and having to be in the role of, of, as we talked about before, steering this ship in uncharted waters, what have you learned about you? Well, I've learned that... Um, well, let's go back to the people. First of all, I have two 
senior leaders here in Andrew Smith and Nikki Malloy. And um, from a leadership standpoint, Dan, I, I, I don't think I have all the answers. I've never come in and say, we're going to do it my way. It, there's been none of that. I always want people here to tell me why my idea is not going to work. What's wrong with it, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it goes back to what I said, I, you know, I, I like to create a great team here. Well, they're part of the team. So when we have ideas of how we're going to do things, I want to pass both of them, too. And I want their input. You know, I, I, I get the input from the janitor sometimes. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not so cavalier in my thought process thinking that um, my way is the only way because it's not. Um, so the one thing that I will say with this, with this pandemic is we've had to pivot so many times and change directions so many times. And, and, you know, the hard part's not easy because the coaches, you know, they just sometimes are like, again, and I'm like, you know, I'm not making the rules here. I mean, we're just trying to follow it. We're trying to get through this as safely as possible. So, um, so I guess the one thing I, you know, I've learned about me and I, and I've always been kind of a, um, regimented person you know i you know I, I wake up at the same time i have coffee at the same time i jump in my car at the same time and and but with this we've really had to change directions so many times on the fly and thank god i have the staff in place that we do here with andrew and nikki and and jay monahan and and, and our coaches that we're able to adapt pretty pretty well probably probably better than most places like like i'll give you an example and and this is not even a, a big one um but with this new variant of, of the covid and, and the spike that we're seeing and it's you know it's getting to be a little out of control i didn't want to ban spectators at our basketball games dan i didn't want to go down that route i mean you know we banned them a year ago and then if i banned mom and dad this year too that's two out of four years they're not able to see their 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 son or daughter play basketball so i didn't want to do that but i also have to keep our people as safe as possible so you know and this is not even a big thing but from now on what we're going to do is we're going to seat the spectators all on one side space them out on that one side and and keep keep the side of the, the court where the, where the teams are and the table staff and the coaches are to keep that blank to try to control the interaction as best as possible. Because I, I can somewhat control um, our student athletes and our coaches, but I can't control who's coming in off the street and what they may be bringing with them. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing, and you just touched on it. I mean, you want the health and safety of all the people that you feel responsible for, you know, these student-athletes and these coaches and, and people that are on staff and at Marywood University at the same time. You don't want to punish mom and dad. And it, it's it's that it's that trying to find the answer in the, I want to keep everybody safe, but I don't want to keep you away from, you know, the your kids and and. And at the same time, you don't want these student athletes to lose out on their experience. So, I mean, Pat, I'm sure that nobody envies the job of, a, of an athletics director in these last couple of years, especially knowing that you're trying to find a way to balance health and safety with playing, with being able to see your loved ones play. And nobody would ever thought that these three things would be in conflict. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm very cognizant of the fact that a student athlete has a four year career. Um, you know, they're not on scholarship like at the Division One level where they, they may opt for that free year that the NCAA allowed. Um, so for the most part, most of our student athletes are here for four years. We've already cheated them basically out of one of one of the four years. Okay, cheating is not the right word. They were um, unfortunately we didn't play a full year. So so one out of their four years, they didn't get to really compete. Mom and dad didn't come to the games to actually see them compete. So to do it two out of four years. Dan is is just a it's a it's a situation that I don't want I don't want to go down that road if I don't have to. Yeah, you know, and it, and it makes perfect sense to do everything in your power to make sure that we do things the right way. And, and a final note here, Pat, as we look to do things the right way and we look to move forward and we look to find that positivity. It is a new year. It is a new beginning. It is a new chapter. So what is invigorating you about Marywood University as we continue on our winter sports seasons and we get set for the spring? What invigorates me is, you know, I get up in the morning and I think I, I have one of the best jobs in the country. You know, where else, where else do you get to go to work on a college campus as beautiful as Marywood University is and work with student athletes and work with coaches and work with senior leaders here at this university day in and day out? Um, if I have to get to a situation where I'm not invigorated, I need to walk away, but I'm very invigorated here and I absolutely love this place and I love everything it stands for. And, you know, my goal is, you know, listen, I walked into a good situation. Dr. Mary Jo Gunning took very good care of the athletic department for 30 years. Now I'm coming in and I, and I'm taking all the hard work she's done through the years and I'm just trying to add some new new things in there to make the experience even better for our student athletes so that's the challenge you know at the end of the day dan the challenge is you want student athletes walking away from their institution saying wow that was the greatest four years i could have ever imagined and that's what our goal is here and that's what we want to do here that coming from Executive Director of Athletics, Pat Murphy, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora of Marywood University inside of Pacer Pride. Pat, I, I do this all throughout my show, all throughout the year. It's called Rapid Fire. I'm going to let you put me on the hot seat for a 2022 question. You get one question, make it good. It's our first Pacer Pride of the new year, and it has to be new year related. So throw something at me, whatever you got. It has to be New Year related. Okay, yes. so we're in the year 2022. Dan, mm-hmm. when we get to the end of the year, give me the one thing that you want to have accomplished this year that you have never done before. I want to have made strides in my comedic professional career, and I would like to be working on some movie of some kind at some point this year. Wait, 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 go back. Comedic professional com- career. Are yeah. you a comedian? I have been bringing that to the show for a long time, but I do a lot of it off the air, a lot of it just with people in different places. And the question has been, why won't you just get on stage and tell your stories? And I haven't officially gone on a stage and told the story. I've done it at different events. <clears throat> I've done it personally. I've done it within homes and around the country, but I have never 
put myself on the stage stage to do it. There's really no reason why I haven't. It's just I haven't yet. So, you know, (laughs) but I, I would I would say, Pat, that my past relationship partners should probably not watch it. I guess is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. But well, I'll have to catch a show of yours sometime. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's it's fun. I mean, to me, I love making people laugh. I like the challenge, and I like you know, I mean, being able to make people laugh of different backgrounds, different uh, you know, different wants and desires, different places, different ages, and so you know, it's it's always been fun for me to do that. I think, you know, you have two choices when adversity hits your life. You can choose to be depressed, stressed, and focused on it, or you can find the comedy within it and the levity in it and find a way to rise above it by essentially turning it into just something that you can learn from and appreciate. And I find that when I take the time to kind of joke about what's happened in my life, it allows other people to come forward with their pain and to say, I'm not by myself. And so with comedy, with anything I do, the central message of all my work is to let people know they are not alone, they're cared about, there is a God that loves them, and there is a way to get forward. There is a way to move forward. So yeah, it's a funny way to do it, but it's also my way of telling them, you're not alone, we've all been through crazy stuff, and... Hopefully, if for nothing else, I can help them laugh for an hour. That's what I hope. Well, I, think that's, I think that's awesome, Dan. I think that's great, actually. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, that's called life. Everyone has issues. Everyone has problems to get through day to day, and uh, some worse than others. But, you know, that's that's easy for someone on the outside looking in to say, well, your issue is not that bad, but maybe to that person it is that bad. So... Um, I think, I think that's wonderful what you do. Well, that coming from Pat Murphy. Thank you, Pat. As always, I appreciate it. Executive director of athletics at Marywin university, your kind words are very uh, well received and I thank you for them. And I send them right back to you. Thank you for navigating, especially during these tough times. Thank you for the opportunity you gave to me to give back to my university in a way that I uh, truly am thankful to do. And I love this partnership. I love being able to continuously tell these stories. So thank you. I appreciate it. I'll talk with you soon. Okay. Take care. Take care.